0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I'm very excited to be with you at the beginning of a new year and talking to you about how to clean up your mental mess for the new year. You know, we always start, as you know, with all these fantastic, exciting new goals because it's a new year and a fresh start. And I mean, who doesn't love a fresh start? But did you know, and I'm sure you maybe know this too, but 80 to 90% of people don't fulfill or carry out their New Year's resolutions. I mean, that's a really high percentage. There's been a lot of research around why people don't and so on. So what I'm going to present to you today is, I believe, a four-step plan for helping you to set New Year's resolutions in a realistic way that are going to actually help you and not hinder you. So we are going to look at the four main ingredients for baking the perfect New Year's resolution cake in the sense of the holiday spirit where we've been eating lots of cake. So this is not a baking show. This is four steps on how to, in in an analogy sense, bake the perfect New Year's resolution cake. But before we begin, just very quickly, I want to remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. So if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And I also just want to say, if you want to help me with these podcasts, Please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts and give me a five-star review and share this with friends and family and follow me on social media, Dr. Caroline Leaf and join my newsletter, drleaf.com. In the newsletter, you'll get a link to the blog and the blog is always a summary of the podcast. So it really helps a lot in remembering all the content. And also, if you haven't yet got my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I highly recommend you get this book, especially being the beginning of a new year, because it really is going to help you really manage your mind. Our mind drives everything. You can go three weeks without food. You can go three days without water. You can go three minutes without oxygen. But you cannot even go three seconds without your mind working. Your mind is driving your brain and your body. That's why we talk about the mind-brain-body connection. So we need to be managing our mind all the time. Just a note before we begin today's episode. If you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to get access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, sign up today to become a Patreon member. Every month I will be releasing special bonus podcasts on topics you have requested, doing live Q&As and more. When you sign up today, you will get immediate access to two podcasts on topics I think are so important and pertinent. How to become less emotionally reactive, and how to capture and edit thoughts before they become harmful. You will also have access to exclusive digital downloads and become part of a special community. Sign up today at patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. So, in setting a New Year's resolution, we need to understand the mind's involvement in setting a New Year's resolution, what that looks like, and then what is it in our minds that is hindering us from basically carrying out our New Year's resolutions. So I think these four ingredients that I'm going to discuss today are really going to help you. I do refer to my book, so if you want to know more details about some of the things I'm going to speak about, you will find them in my book as well, which is available wherever books are sold. Okay, so let's dive in. As I mentioned, 80 to 90% of people don't carry out their New Year's resolutions, and New Year's resolutions are pretty much setting goals for ourselves. A resolution is something that you want to achieve in a period of time, which is a goal. And goals are really good for, our, for us mentally and physically. So mind-brain-body connection, goals are good because you it gives you direction, it helps you move, move towards that direction. The problem is that when our goals are very lofty or not organized or they're just too big or we don't understand the timing involved, in getting to those goals or if we set goals in like too big of a chunk, we don't break them down enough. There's so many different ways that goals can actually hinder us instead of helping us. So we need to go from a big picture and down to the detail. We need to put them into the right time frame. And that's what I'm going to help you do today. So just quickly, a bit of neuroscience and a bit of psychoneurobiology behind why goals are, when they're done properly, are very good for us. So what we see is that When we are thinking of a goal, when we think up a goal, we're going to draw from all our existing experience, or from a lot of, we have a lot of experience, and all our experiences of our life are stored in these thought trees inside the brain that you've heard me talk about a lot. So that's, I'm holding up a little tree for those of you that are listening, uh, that are just listening, and this is what our thoughts look like inside of our brain. They look like little trees, and the branches are the memories and the little branch and the little leaves are the emotional memories. And the, and the branches are the, are the data memories. Leaves are the emotional memories, just to give you an analogy. So every experience we build into our brain as thought trees with our mind. So the mind shows up in the brain and builds these into the brain so that we remember our experiences in these thought trees. It also changes every cell of your body. So inside every cell... This memory will be there as well inside all 37 to 100 trillion cells. And then it's in the gravitational fields of your mind. So if you think of your mind just for one, for sake of an easy analogy, think of a big white cloud surrounding you. And that cloud is electromagnetic fields and gravitational fields. And it goes in you and through you and around you. It's unique to you. No one can take your special cloud and no one can, you can't take anyone else's. But our clouds interact, we interact with each other and enhance each other. So the memory is also stored in that cloud as a little vibrational field. So every experience is stored as memories inside thoughts and they look like trees in the brain. They look like changes in our cells and our DNA, in, our, in the rest of our, our brain and body, and they are stored as little vibrational fields in the cloud of our mind. So three places, okay? So when we set a goal, what we do is we draw on relevant experiences And which are these thought thought trees that are in our brain, mind, and body. And we use those to guide the next goal setting behavior. As we do that, as we sit down and we start to think, okay, what are my goals for the next year? What is my fresh start? What is my reset or whatever? As you ask yourself that question, it pulls from the non conscious mind, which is working 24 seven, it pulls out relevant experiences. Most likely from the, the ones that come up the first. are the ones from the previous year and or maybe the previous couple of years. But generally, it will be the ones from the previous year. And that may be, okay. what were my goals for the year? And did you achieve them? And how did you achieve them? So that tends to come up first because that thing guides what goals you want to set for this year, because there's been a level of growth that's happened and changes in one's life, etc. Now, I know a lot of us had goals at the beginning of last year and things got really thrown upside down with the whole pandemic and things but it doesn't mean to say that we can't look back and see you know what did we mm-hmm. try and achieve and what happened and what can we do for, what 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 do we want to do differently this year and really i want to stress so so much with you now that when you do this when you when thoughts do come up with these this information about your goals from the previous year or previous years it's very easy to get mad at yourself to get frustrated with yourself with the inner critic to pop up, pop up, pop up and get angry and I didn't do this, I can never get this right, I've had this goal for 20 years and I'm still not doing it. Grab that toxicity, grab that inner critic and just be gentle and kind to yourself. Because when you're harsh on yourself, immediately your resilience will drop in your mind, brain and body and it will be very clear, uh, very difficult to get clear wisdom on what you want to achieve for this year. So just look for something that you did that you feel was a success, even if it's only one tiny thing. And I'm sure there's if you start looking, you'll really see that maybe you had a great conversation with someone that there's something if you cast your mind back over the previous year. I mean, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking things are thoughts are actually popping up in my mind of things that i that I did, that I learned that I would do differently now, certain goals that I have achieved, but while I was going through them, it actually didn't even feel like I was working towards a goal, and that can happen sometimes you have this goal in your mind. But the pathway is not clearly defined because we don't know the future. So therefore, when we, we when we in it, we don't always see that we're actually on the way to achieving a certain goal, but it may not have been exactly how we predicted it to be. So we don't recognize that. So by looking back and we think, think mm, I went through this, this and this, and this is where I am now. That's actually a goal that I didn't maybe quite verbalize, but I can see that, that those things that happened actually put me in a place where this is actually a goal that there was definitely working towards a version of this goal that I wanted to achieve. And I, I can think of at least four or five in my life from last year that that I did. Just talking when I was preparing this podcast, I was thinking about those and, and details of, as, as I'm talking about it now, more details are coming up, which is the non-conscious mind bringing up more of these thought trees from last year through my subconscious mind into my conscious mind. So this is ingredient number one. Ingredient number one is look back into the previous year. If you want to go back two years or three, don't go further than that. Kind of hover around last year so that it doesn't get too big. And then dive, do a deep dive with a huge dash of kindness, a huge dash of kindness to yourself and do a deep dive and think, over the year, what did you achieve or what did you change or where was some growth? What's different now to how are you different now to what you were a year ago? Please do this with a huge amount of kindness. Any inner critic or harshness that you're picking up now, grab that and, and don't let it disappear. Grab that and immediately give it because that creates chaos in the brain and in the, in the body and the mind and give us give yourself an anti-chaos statement and say, okay, well, I didn't like that, but I did do this or to change it around. So I didn't like how I did that. But from that, I repaired and I grew and now I know not to do that. So I've learned, I've learned something new. So that's a possibilities mindset. So that thing you didn't like, you can turn it around and say, okay, well, I didn't, I won't do that again. It's, and I know what doesn't work. And therefore, how can I take that into this year? You know, so that's that's a really healthy way of actually taking the toxic negative stuff that we mad at ourselves about or criticizing ourselves for and turning it into an anti-chaos statement, saying that, okay, that's I know what not to do. It's not a failure. I've learned what not to do. So much better than, oh, gosh, you were a failure. You didn't achieve this. You're useless. Just say, no, that didn't work. I know what not to do. That, that way of looking at something or that goal, the way I set it. Okay, so that's ingredient number one. Look back at the pasture with a massive dose of kindness. So and and a massive dose of grabbing that inner critic and creating some anti-chaos statements. And that will then set a very nice tone for how you are going to function for this year. But I want to add another dose. On top of kindness, I would like you to add a dose of gratitude. So here's the these these your little salt shaker, or whatever, your little shaker. You've added a lot of kindness. You've like Think of it as olive oil. You put tons and tons of olive oil, and you can't put olive oil in cakes, by the way. And that—that's what the kindness is like. You're just oiling everything with kindness. Now you're adding in some really nice coconut sugar or something, and that's the gratitude. What can you gratitude? is sweet. It's nice. What are you grateful for? And and really find that and 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 gather it and reflect on that. The neurocycle. Reflect on it. And then write it down in the Metacog and then look at that that what you're grateful for. Recheck it. See what it meant and expand the phrasing and dig deep and look at how that changed you and, and how that made you feel good. Like I'm really grateful for the time that I spent working on the new development of my app, for example. That's one of the things that I was really had a big goal to add in a whole lot of new new parts to the app. And it took me a long time to really organize the way I wanted it and then to be able to translate that to my engineers and my team and then to actually get it done. And so we very soon have got a fantastic new version of the app coming and now we've set a system in place where I can keep building more and more really helpful stuff to help you guys. So that was my goal. But in the time, I remember feeling that that was my goal. I wanted it achieved early on in the year and it took a lot longer than I anticipated. And so when I looked, if I look back At at the previous year, and I bring my come in with that olive oil of kindness and the dose of gratitude. Instead of saying, "Oh, it took so long. I could have done so much more," or "Why didn't I do that?" or "How did I waste time?" or "What did I do wrong?" I say, "I'll say to myself, I learned what what didn't work. I learned what did work. I learned so much more. The quality of what we've developed now is just so much better. I'm so grateful for my team. I'm so grateful for the extra time I had to do the extra research that I did that." Felt at the time like it was slowing me down, but it didn't. That's what I mean. So I gathered it, I reflected, wrote it down, did a recheck and saw saw the positive side of it, reframed it, reconceptualized it. And now I'm taking that into this year as I'm planning. So my fifth step, my active reach. So here, what I've just done is a neurocycle to show you how you can take, you can learn from what you did in the previous year, which was your first ingredient. Now, that was your first ingredient. Now, I want you quickly before I give you the second, third and fourth ingredient, is I want to quickly talk about the benefit of these of these goals. Okay. So the benefit of these goals is that when you're doing all the stuff I've just described, you are drawing on a very high level of what we call gamma activity in your brain, or you're creating a pattern of high gamma. Gamma is a little is is a very fast wave, a high frequency wave, and it's it's it generated by the brain when the mind is moving through the brain. So as the mind hits the brain and as, as you start thinking very deeply and doing this digging back in the past, you're generating a kind of mind activity from your cloud of your mind into your brain that's activating a lot of gamma activity, especially in the prefrontal cortex in this area over here. Now, when you have a lot of gamma activity in those two sides of the brain, a nice balanced amount of high, of gamma activity that means that that is in response to you thinking deeply. Now, that you have this lovely kind of cyclic effect. As you start to set your goals and think carefully and be kind and stop the inner critic, all these things I've been saying, that activates this gamma activity. Also, a lot of other activities, but you get this extra burst of gamma activity that is across the whole brain, but it, it's a higher level at the front of the brain. It increases your creativity and your wisdom and your ability to pull all kinds of great information together so that you can see the benefit of those goals so when you started it's kind of hard to find something but as you it, this gamma pattern starts being generated and then that feeds back into your mind and then it becomes easier to find the next thing to be grateful for and the next thing that you've learned from and to develop that possibilities mindset even more and to look at what you've achieved in other words As you do it, you feed into the brain. The brain then helps you, your mind, work more efficiently. So you set up a very efficient mind-brain pathway. When we get a lot of gamma flowing between the two sides of the frontal lobe, then we also increase our blood flow and our oxygen, and we carry lots of nutrients to that part of the brain. Then the brain, that front part of the brain, starts really drawing. The mind then facilitates a process where there's suddenly now activity in another part of the brain called the amygdala. You might have heard of it. I'm sure you have because people talk about the amygdala and the fear response a lot. So the amygdala isn't just involved in fear. The amygdala, which is deep down inside, just behind the frontal lobe, in between my eyes going backwards, there's two, there's two little almond-shaped little structures. And they are, I always talked about them as being emotional libraries. They're like a library. And like a library contains books the amygdala contains books about our emotional perceptions. So how we feel and perc- how we feel and perceive every experience that we've had. So all these memories in our brain, inside thought trees, and in our body, and in our cloud, the, the gravitational fields of our mind. There's also a little story written about them in terms of the emotional perception, which are stored in the amygdala. So when we start digging back into the past and we look back at these memories, at uh, these thoughts with memories of oh, what we achieved last year and didn't achieve, and all the stuff I've been saying, you then are activating a lot of activity in the in the amygdala. And so see it like this: it's like going into a library. And when you go into the library, there's all these books, and you're pulling these books out and you're reading the narrative. And some of those narratives. Some of the books, if on one side of the library, there's really toxic narratives, and the other side, there's healthy ones. And the toxic side is actually damaging the amygdala. So we always want to get rid of those, and the healthy ones are making the amygdala work better. So when it comes to setting goals and New Year's resolutions, what we need to be very careful of is see what are we pulling out of our amygdala, which book are we pulling down. So as we pull out the inner critic, that's going to make us feel as as we become aware of us being angry with ourselves or frustrated with ourselves or something like that. That is, um, our amygdala, amygdala will then activate or, or a library book will be taken off the shelf or you taking a library book off the shelf or it's falling on your head, whatever analogy, and it's kind of negative and toxic. And, it, and you start reading this and getting consumed with it and it can make you feel bad. So then imagine that then there's firing going on in this amygdala and it's going to actually cause a bit of chaos. So now your clarity of thinking is going to be affected. So you're not going to be able to set a good resolution because you're going to be so consumed with the negative stuff. So now what we can do is we can shift that and say, okay, well, that's what happened. But, and this is what I already said, that you're now going to say that's what happened. But this is, it doesn't matter because It's what I've learned, a possibilities mindset. That's not a failure. I know what didn't work. The minute you say that kind of thing with gratitude and kindness, you take that library book and you actually destroy it, that toxic one. And then you've got this new narrative and then you write a whole new library book of how last year's X, Y and Z goals, what you learned from them. And how you're going to, you can see all the things that didn't work and what you're going to do and how you missed when you were in the midst of going through X, Y, and Z, you didn't see it as steps towards your goal, but actually it was. So there's a new beautiful library book, a new emotional perception that's put into your amygdala. And that is happening with, there's a big strong connection between your frontal lobe and your amygdala as you're doing this goal setting in this way with gratefulness and kindness and looking back at learning from the past and that's very healthy because that then sets you up to now set this year's resolutions so don't try and dive in without doing what i've just said otherwise you're not going to have the right mindset you're not going to have your mind brain and body in the right state of mind now, i've just spoken about the amygdala and i've just spoken about the frontal lobe and i've just spoken about gamma it doesn't mean there's nothing else going on there's a lot of other stuff going on but that's enough for you to process and know that those when those effects happen then a lot of other fantastic stuff starts happening in your mind, brain and body right down to your heart, releasing a hormone called atrial natriuretic factor, ANF, that actually then flows through your brain and your body and gives you the sense of peace and achievement, which is a really great mindset and feeling and a very good psychoneurobiological state to be in when you set your new goals for this year or your resolutions for this upcoming year. Okay, so, so far we have discussed the first ingredient, which is to look back at the past year's achievement and to make sure that you add a huge dose, of lots of olive oil of kindness, lots of coconut sugar, whatever, of gratitude. And that's now set your brain, mind and body in a very nice state for preparing for this year's resolutions. OK, so that's just some neuro- great neuroscience. By the way, you're also going to get a nice burst of high beta, the right amount, that will help you be very focused because when you set your new goals, you want to be very focused and organized and block out the distractions. You want to be thinking with tremendous integrative focused clarity. And when you get the right amount of gamma and beta, that means you're doing that. But you've got to start it by deliberately with your mind getting focused and making the decision to, to get into that state and then your brain responds and then your brain bursts it releases those bursts of the correct gamma beta and you get this really great flow in the brain and the body, your whole body responds, even your blood flow, your heart, everything, hormones, as I mentioned, and now that then feeds back in and it makes the everything else about setting goals much easier. So it's this wonderful cyclic effect. Okay, so... Then the the next thing is this is now the next ingredient, which is a very big ingredient and it's a very important ingredient. And in my opinion, it's one of the main reasons why people don't continue with their goals. And that is not that the first one isn't a reason too and and a very important ingredient. But one of the reasons is people don't give themselves enough time. Okay, so we've got to understand the timing to change. something in your life, which is why you have a goal, because you want to move forward, you want to grow. That's why we have goals, okay? It's to grow, it's to change, it's to make a difference, it's to get further, it's to move forward. In order to do that, we have to get our messy mind working with a wise mind. You've heard me talk about a lot of that on this podcast. And that means you have to change the networks in your, the gravitational fields in the cloud of your mind, which goes through all around you and through you. You have to change the neural trees in your brain, those thought trees, these things. And we have to change the physical changes in every cell of our body. That doesn't happen quickly. That happens over time. And it's daily work over time with teeny little bits each day. You've heard this before. You've heard people talk about building habits and goals a little bit at a time. Well, it is the only way to do it if you're going to stick to it. But what I'm going to add to that is the actual timing. So, What I found from my research is that it takes cycles of 63 days, nine weeks, in order for you to create the kind of neural changes, cell changes in the rest of your brain and your body, and changes in the gravitational fields of your mind. It's going to take 63 days, which is nine, give or take a few days, which is around nine weeks for you to create the actual structural changes that are required in the mind, brain and body in order for you to change that behavior or to build in a new behavior. because a lot of the things that we do at the beginning of the year is also building in new behaviors, new lifestyle behaviors that are good for us, that we want to do. So we want to stop certain things and we want to build in certain things. So to stop certain things, it's going to take you cycles of 63 days. To build certain things, it's also going to take you cycles of 63 days. So in my research, I studied how memory forms. And memory When we talk about New Year's resolution, you basically are building in a memory inside of a thought tree that is going to be so established that it becomes a habit. And when you have a habit, it means that your behavior changes. So you want to do something different. Otherwise, why do you have the goal? So New Year's resolution is to change how you are running your life. And that boils down to what's driving your life. And that boils down to the thoughts inside of your brain. And your body and your mind, always in three places. And that boils down to where did those come in the first place? And what do we need to change about the ones that are maybe blocking us moving forward? And what new ones do we want to build in? So I I wanted to see how to do this in my research. And I put the details in this book and in my other books and in my NeuroCycle app. I've got a little thingy over here. Oopsie, sorry about that. I'm knocking everything over. There's my NeuroCycle app. And we'll put the links in the show notes. Is Over the years, I wanted to understand these cycles. And what I observe with my patients and with my research over time is that it doesn't – three weeks is not enough time. Six weeks is not enough time. But at nine weeks, we start seeing very sustainable changes happening. And why these blocks of three weeks? Well, we see in the physical body that your body takes around about three weeks to heal, to get the stem cells if you have, like, let's say, a blister. And there's been interesting research that's been done on, like, if you have a blister, it takes around about three weeks for your body to heal that blister. And if you are, if your mind isn't toxically stressed out, if you're not in a toxic kind of environment or if you're not, if you are managing your mind, it'll heal in around about three weeks. If you're in a very toxic environment, your healing of that blister will drop off by 60 to 70%. So that's just a side note. Okay. So the more severe like a blister is a little thing, but what happens if you have a really big cut on you or you'll see that it takes a bit longer, it might take two cycles. And then if it's even deeper, it might take Three cycles. So in other words, like a, a huge surgery won't take just three weeks. It'll take cycles of three weeks, but more or less each day there's healing taking place, but these kind of blocks of time. So if we translate that physical healing in our brain and our body into the mind realm, I wanted to see, is there a similar sort of pattern? And there's definitely every three weeks, there's some. There's a level of these changes happening all the time and there's certain peak periods, but it takes these cycles of three, six, nine, Three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks. It takes a minimum, that seems to be the minimum main cycle where sustainable change happened. So we tested this with our subjects. This was my hypothesis. This is what I'd seen in my other research, but I hadn't tested it formally. But I tested it formally in this this recent clinical trial. I'm writing scientific papers on it. There's a white paper on my website, drleaf.com. And here it is also in the book, the description of that. But essentially, we have been led to believe that it takes 21 days to build a habit. It does not take 21 days to build a habit. But most people, when they do New Year's resolutions, what do you do? A 21-day challenge. That's what a lot of people do, 21-day diet challenge or this challenge or whatever challenge. So the the internet and social media is full of 21-day challenges. Mine will be full of 63-day challenges because you want to get the correct brain changes. So we see at day 21, more or less three weeks in, we do see what we call gamma peaks. We see neuroplastic changes. We see that there is a change in the brain where for the first three weeks, there's this building and building and building, then there's a peak. And then when you hit that peak, then the, the memory inside the thought tree starts becoming automatized. And automatized means it starts moving back into the non-conscious we can actually influence your functioning. So if the thought is still very conscious and hasn't moved into your non-conscious, it doesn't influence your functioning. It's like learning to drive. Think of either you learning to drive or teaching maybe your kids or someone to drive. At first, everything is difficult. It's impossible. You're so consciously aware of anything. This is like learning anything new. And then with repeated practice, then it you you seem to be doing it automatically. And then we kind of think, well, there's no intelligence in automation when it's automatic, but actually that's incredibly intelligent. We call that dynamic self-regulation. So when something changes your behavior, it has to get to that point where it is automatized into the non-conscious mind. And that means that it has an influence on your behavior. So then you can now get in the car after a certain period of time, which is approximately nine weeks, and you find that you're actually driving and you think you're not thinking, but of course you are. If you weren't thinking, you'd be dead because we never stop thinking. We're always thinking. So you're driving then on your automatized memories. So you, and your driving has now changed. And each time you drive, you're adding more and more layers of experience. And that's like any new skill that you develop when you start like yoga. I took so long to actually master how to do it. And now it's, I really, and I can do a lot of the moves because I've practiced them for so long, but I saw definite changes in, Stuck using myself as a guinea pig learning something new if you if you observe it you'll see that you physically and mentally it takes these cycles it's that time again new year's resolutions are here if you want to learn how to make better use of your hard-earned money this year then kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees chime an award-winning app and debit card has no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly fees or service fees. You can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. Fee free for you and no cash out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com forward slash leaf. That's Chime.com forward slash leaf. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bangkok or Stride Bank NA members FDIC get free free transactions at any money pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any all point or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. So at day 21, we get a gamma peak and we get a change and we get a definite shift. But it's the, the, the new thought that we've built with all its memories is very small. So it doesn't yet have enough energy to compete with all the other trillions of experiences inside your brain. So there's all these, I'm going to put up a bring up a whole, whoops, a whole lot of other trees that are caught inside all my wires. <laughs> so there's a lot of, thoughts inside your brain with all their memories. Each of these is a thought with all of its memories and you got a lot. So can you even see the little one? No, because it's got to compete with all of those. So I have to grow those to be the same size as those others or bigger in order for this to change my behavior. Or what I will do is I'll remember that this is what I want to achieve, but I'm still stuck in the past because I haven't built this strong enough. So it's not, doesn't have enough energy to move from the non-conscious and influence our conscious decision-making our conscious thinking, feeling, and choosing so that we carry out the change. So I've got to make this strong. So what we saw is that you need to still keep going daily for around about five minutes a day to get to the point where it starts building. So this is that at 21 days, becomes like this at 42 days, and then it becomes like this at 63 days. So it becomes nice and strong. Once your thought with all its memories is this strong, then it is powerful enough to move into your conscious mind and influence your behavior. Now, that's what we want to do with New Year's resolutions. You want to build them into these networks over time. So every goal you set, you've got to arrange it into these 63-day cycles in order to wire that into your brain, mind, and body so that it's strong enough and has sufficient energy to get into your conscious mind and therefore influence your behavior, your communication, everything you say and everything that you do. What happens is most of us get to day kind of 7, 14, maybe 21. At day, day 7, is days 5 to 7 is a point when a lot of people give up and this hasn't even grown yet. It's like tiny because we're very motivated when we first start. We're full of like, you know, you, you know, that gym's always full on the first week. And then after that, it starts petering off. So around about five to seven days, your your hormones and your neurochemicals that drive you to make you feel like excited and motivated, they start, you know, tapering off a little because they can't stay in that high state. So they've got to taper off. And when that happens, you don't feel quite physically and mentally as motivated as before. So you've got to do a bit of pushing. But if you push beyond and get to day 14, you can feel a level of self-confidence where you think, hey, I'm getting this, but that's also great, but also dangerous because at that point you can start thinking, okay, I got this. I got this goal. Let me get another thing going. No, it's not enough time. You still haven't stabilized this enough. The proteins in the brain have not stabilized. The cell changes in the body have not stabilized. If you stop here, this thing will denature in your brain and it will basically disappear out of your, into, into, to shrink into something tiny in your non conscious and not impact your behavior. So you remember you worked on it but it didn't work. Okay, it wasn't changing your behavior. Okay, so therefore you want to spend enough time on it. You want to take it further. you want to get to day 21? Day 21, there's a deep realization that I'm getting a handle on this, but I need to spend more time. And then you push through. I recommend you spend in the first 21 days, allocate around about 15 minutes to work through the five steps of the neurocycle on doing your goal each day. So I'll explain in ingredient three, I'll explain to you how to use the neuron cycle, but this one let's just get the timing. This ingredient is the timing. If you so the first 21 days, you really need to focus deliberately and intentionally for about 15 minutes a day on the goal. And as I said, ingredient three I'll explain. And then the next 42 days, you're going to spend five minutes a day using the five steps and up to day 63. If you can do that preparation for that, if you can do use that timing over the 63 days for whatever, to you take that goal and you put it through that 63-day cycle, you're going to build this really strong network and you're going to see the behavioral change. So still the timing, still ingredient two. If you take 365 and you divide it by 63, you're going to get 11.5, which means you can do 11 cycles in the year. So you can look at this multiple ways. You can take one big goal and you can divide it into 11 sub-goals. And then you can take those 11 sub goals and you can divide them into the nine weeks so what do I want to achieve at seven days 14 days 21 42 and so on you can you can or you can take one massive goal and divide it into 11 um, or you could or you can take 11 different goals that you want to work on and it, and you could work because that's 11 that takes you into the year or you can take five and spend two 63-day cycles on each one because maybe they're a difficult goal. Maybe your goal is complicated and anything that's complex will probably need more than one cycle of 63. So if it's kind of simple, you could, you, could, you could hang around one cycle and if it's more complex, you may need one, two or three. So start by then writing down those goals after you've done step one, ingredient one, which is that look back at the past and all the gratitude and kindness to yourself stuff. Then with this ingredient two, with this with this number, at this timing in mind, write down your goals and see and decide, okay, these are all the things I'd like to achieve and count how many there are and then decide how you're going to fit them into these 11 cycles you're going to do this year. Are you going to allocate three to that one, three cycles to that one, two to that one, or 11 different ones or one big one and break it down into little ones? So spend a bit of time organizing, doing the math, getting it planned out properly, okay? Then what you're going to do is you're going to, Bring in ingredient three. And ingredient three is what do you do each day? When you're trying to set a new goal, so once you've written and done everything from, step to, from ingredient two, this, this ingredient is now to add the detail. And this detail, use the neurocycle. And the neurocycle is a five-step system. That, that is how you get your mind, messy mind, to work with your wise mind to drive the neuroplastic changes in your brain and the changes in your body, in the direction you want. So in other words, using your mind to build something into your brain, and uh, to, which is what you're doing with the New Year's resolution. You're building something into your brain that you want to change, and into your body, and into your mind. Remember, when you build something into your brain, mind, and body, it goes in brain, mind, and body. And when I talk about building, I'm talking about building the detail, which are the memories, into the thought tree. Remember, a thought, this is your lifestyle, this is your goal, okay? And all the branches, the goal is the thought that you want to build into your mind, brain and body. And the detail of the thought is in the branches, which are the memories. So when we talk about a goal, we're actually talking about building a thought into our mind, brain and body. And that thought has got details. And the details are the memories. So you're basically building memories that are inside thoughts that are going to influence how you function. That's really what a goal is. So thinking of it like that you then, this neuro cycle is how you do this, how you build these things. It's also how you detox. But today we're talking about pretty much using it as a brain building activity. So you take that that name of that goal and, and how you broke it up in ingredient two. So if it's, let's say you're doing 11 goals or it's one big goal and 11 parts, however you've done it, and then you're going to allocate some time each day, 15 minutes for the first 21 days. So let's say you're taking 11, goals and goal number one is going to start on january well it's not january 1st now it's january the 6th but let's say you're going to start on january the 7th and you're going to take it to, to work out 63 days from there so you look in your calendar and you plot 63 days do this on your iphone or just do it on a big desk calendar handwritten however you want plot 63 days and then you're going to take that goal and break it into weekly little achievement steps so Break it down into smaller little steps and write those in to at seven week, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, and so on. Write that in and then go down to day one, two, three, four, five, and that's where the NeuroCycle comes in, okay? So the NeuroCycle's five steps where you gather awareness, you reflect, you do two levels of writing, and then you do a little active reach, and that you do for 15 minutes a day for the first 21 days, and then for five minutes a day for the second 42 days, It's a new year, which means a lot of people are making resolutions to eat better and find a body size that works best for them. But this can be extremely challenging and traumatic. There's so much information out there, so much judgment surrounding food choices and so much conflicting advice that it's very hard to know what to eat to maintain a good state of mind and body. Thankfully, Noom Weight takes a different approach to eating. The program is driven by a singular mission, to help as many people as possible live healthier lives through behavior change. They use the latest in proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. And through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching, their platform has helped millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Since using this program, I've learned so much about the relationship between what I eat, the best body size for me, and what I want in life. I have managed to make tweaks to what and when I eat daily to improve my mood and energy levels and better handle stress. I love that Noom's program is so easy to use and so empathic. Sign up for your trial and get psychology-based support and motivation to reach your goals at noom.com slash Dr. Leaf. That's noom.com slash Dr. Leaf to sign up for your trial. So what are you going to do there? You're going to, to the, you're going to go through what what is my goal for the week. I mean my, my sub goal for the week, for the big goal for the the 63 days, and how am I now going to achieve this today? So then you that's the fat. That question is gathering. So you're first going to gather. What do I need to do today to get to that point in seven days time? Then you reflect on that. So you're going to be specific, gather awareness, what it is. Then you're going to reflect, ask, answer and discuss how. Write that down in a metacox so Just pour all your thoughts out in a disorganized way. Recheck, get it organized and then get your little action for the day. Okay, so to achieve, to move towards that, I need to do this today. And honestly, it won't take you. It can take you less than 15 minutes. Once you get into the rhythm, the first few days, it may take you longer. Then your active reach for the day is just to do one little thing. And then the next day, you pick it up again. You pick up what from step five, what did you practice yesterday? That's you gather awareness of that. And you say, okay, that's taken me one step closer. Do I need to carry on practicing that? Or is there something new that I can add now? Not new little thing. So you gather awareness of it. You reflect, you go through the... and And that's what you do for the first 21 days. The second 20, 42 days... You're going to do five minutes, the same thing. You're going to say, okay, I've got to this point. This is now, I'm seeing what I, I want to achieve. I've got the the the, ba- the basic plan in place and I'm moving in that direction. What else do I need to make this expand and get lots more energy so it can really carry out in my life? So every day, gather awareness. What do I need to make this stronger? And that you go through the five steps each day. So it's tiny bits each day. And this may sound painful. And that's why maybe take one goal and break it into 11 subsections or whatever so you don't overwhelm. And in the midst of it, if you say, okay, I started with 11, but actually I'm only going to do one, totally fine. And if you don't do 11 and you only do five, that's fine. It's just start with something and just do whatever you can and try this timing. I mean, even if you just take one goal for the year and do one sixty three day And when you've done that, decide how you're going to do the next 63 days with the objective in mind of, I could fit in 11 changes in the year if I wanted to, or one massive change in 11 parts. Just keep encouraging yourself in that way, and you'll be absolutely amazed at how it works. Okay, so the NeuroCycle's in the app, how to do it, and how to brain build using the NeuroCycle is in the book, okay, the detail of how to do it. Okay, so look back in the past with kindness and with gratitude is ingredient one ingredient two is the whole timing why the 63 days ingredient three is then taking those identifying that goal breaking it down into the detail and then filling it in using the neurocycle to fill it in okay and then our next goal is basically to put this into practice to get ourselves actually the next ingredient is once we've done all this planning is to really make sure that we've got this thing together And that we've got an action plan in place. I'm going to start. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to dedicate. So it's a small ingredient, but it is an actionable ingredient that encourages you to get this thing going. So it's this is my plan. When am I going to do this? What time of the day? What am I going to dedicate? What is my? So you make a commitment. So it's a small ingredient, but it's a big impact because it's your commitment. It's your it's your decision. This is all my planning. When am I going to do this in my day? First thing in the morning. In the midday at lunchtime, at night before I go to bed, where am I going to commit to doing this, to, to fitting this into my lifestyle? Okay. And that's where the app's great because you can then say, well, I'm getting ready. I'm going to press the app and I'm going to let the app walk me through because the app's generic. So it can help you to just keep you on track and help you to then, as you're listening, you can be getting ready, listening, you can be working, you can be listening to the app while you're getting ready. And that can then be the time that you're working on that goal. And you just have to stop and do the writing somewhere at some point. And so that 15 minutes of getting ready, you could allocate to also, that could be your time where you're working on that goal. So you can turn all your behavior changes. Maybe one of your goals is to detox something, is to find that there's this pattern in your life that's driving you crazy and it's affecting how you're functioning. And that could be one of your goals is to get that under control. And so that's also a goal. It's also a New Year's resolution. So it's not just necessarily building lifestyle habits, new lifestyle habits new stuff in it also could be detoxing a pattern from the past, a trauma or something like that. And I explain exactly how to do that here. So we always think of New Year's resolutions as very externally driven goals, but they are also things that could be patterns in your life that are disrupting how you function and you'd like this year to get them under control. So think of then, in summary, the New Year's resolutions as being building new habits as well as potentially detoxing them. And then the fourth ingredient is also short and sweet but it's also a, such a great idea it's to have a theme to theme your year and in that theme can be you know it can it just it just gives it a nice orientation it gives it a nice flavor for the year so is your theme for the year one of personal growth is your flavor of the year training yourself to be more have a more of a possibilities mindset and that'll be overarching theme over the specific goals so what is your theme your the theme helps you to orientate yourself and to drive yourself and to motivate yourself. It isn't then just all over the place. It's organized. It's themed into something. And when you get the theme, you can also maybe get a mantra attached to that theme, something that encourages you. That and it could be something. One of my favorite themes that that I'm going to do that I did last year and I'm going to do it again this year is in in, in all my resolutions is is what Tom, uh, Thomas Edison said when he was asked about the light bulb. And that was when they asked him, "Why have you, you know, you failed a thousand times? How do you feel about your failures?" And he turned around and he said, "I know a thousand things that don't work." And that phrase really carried me through. And you've actually heard me say that phrase throughout this discussion. And that phrase is a theme that I is is an overarching mantra and theme that I am going to put into this year's resolutions as well. It really helped me last year, and it's going to help me again this year. So my theme is literally the same as my mantra and that can happen. So my theme is I have learned what doesn't work in last year and this year I'm going to learn what didn't work. So it's it's kind of guiding me. So as I'm doing my goals and as I'm going through everything the way I've described, if there's something that doesn't quite go the way I planned, I'm completely relaxed about that because I can adjust because I know, okay, well, that didn't work. Let me adjust that. So it's the theme throughout my 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 every single day that as I'm doing, working through the neurocycle towards my eleven different eleven different goals that I set for the year. I'm still working on finalizing mine, but that's my overarching theme. It keeps me very focused, and that mantra is very encouraging. So it's a little one, but a big one. So the last two ingredients are little ones. One is the, when am I going to do this and committing to that time, and this, the last, the very last one is having a theme with a mantra that keeps you on track, that keeps you focused, that's encouraging, that's something you can fall back on when you think, okay, I just can't do this, I'm not managing this. It just is something you can fall back on. I've learned, I mean, I found myself saying it so many times last year, oh gosh, this was a goal, I haven't achieved it, or it's not going the way I expected, or I just, I'm falling behind, I'll turn around and say, oh, well, I know what doesn't work. I know what, I've learned what doesn't work. And then it just boosts me again, and I can say, okay, well, that doesn't work, what does? What should I do? How should I adjust? And then I adjust my goals. So in conclusion, please don't be scared. If you do this beautiful plan and you've got these 11 goals and you've got this whole thing, and as you are into the actual day-to-day running of your life for the next year, things don't always work out like they should. That's where you need to fall back on your theme, which is encouraging and has a mantra to help you basically adjust, have a possibilities mindset that helps you to adjust whatever didn't quite work to give yourself room and accommodation. Well, I hope that has helped you. That was quite a mouthful. You may need to listen to this a couple of times, but I'm looking forward to hearing over the course of the year how your New Year's resolutions are working in this time frame, in these cycles of 63 days, learning to look back in the past with kindness and gratitude, learning to work within the 63 days, learning to build into these different goals using the NeuroCycle dailies, which is the how-to And then bringing in the theme, the overarching, uh, committing to your time and getting and bringing in the theme concept where you have an overarching theme. So thank you for joining me today. I hope this has helped you and I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful.